With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I know this one. I, I would hope you would know this one. You know, she's sweeping the nation. And it's, you know, good on Taylor Swift to put Travis Kelsey on the map. I never heard of him before this week. So so here's my, my little pieces to start here. Travis Kelsey, who was already in the top five of jersey sales, his jersey went up 400% in actual, like, people submitting for his jersey to get sent to them. That's that that's insane. And, and Nick, I'll ask your opinion here. Uh, well, contradiction. Which Nick? Because we have two Nicks. Because the tripod is back together. Yep. Nick, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Taylor Swift is the most famous person on the face of the planet right now. I doubt it. I think it's probably LeBron James or um, Lionel Messi. Then so Taylor I, Swift is probably top five. She's got to be top five. So, he, so here's oh, some someone in China I've never even heard of. Okay, so the NFL's Instagram page has 28.3 million followers. Travis okay. Kelsey has 3.3. Taylor Swift has 273 million. Yeah, those Swifties go hard, pretty hard. The, the, so so I didn't 7. check. 7.8 billion people. I didn't check Messi or LeBron or anything like that. Beyonce has 317. So Beyonce, I guess, could be somebody we could factor in with this. But Taylor Swift is doing amazing things for the NFL right now. So Lionel Messi has 500 million followers. Okay. He's the number two behind Cristiano Ronaldo, who has 600 million. Soccer's the most popular sport on the planet. So Selena Gomez is number three. That's 420. Fucking sexy as shit, even in the thick eponymous Rex that she is. Oh my goodness! Tell us how you oh, really feel, dude. Oh, uh, do to some of these people. Then Kylie Jenner and The Rock. So she's not even. She's the up top, there. She's not even in the top ten. I don't know. At at this moment, Taylor Swift to me is transcending different platforms on, and it's nothing but great for Travis Kelsey in the NFL. So welcome to our football podcast. Oh, I no, love... this is the Taylor Swift podcast. Yeah, yeah. It was secretly Weir and I. Weir and I went through and said we're not going to talk about anything but Taylor Swift on this podcast. Did you see it's... the New Heights episode this morning? What episode? The New Heights, the Kelsey Brothers podcast. I did not. I have not listened to it yet. So but they have I... a segment. It's called "There's No Dumb Questions." Uh huh. And it was just questions from Swifties. One of the questions is legitimate, and they didn't know how to explain it. What is a down? <laughs> how do you explain a down? It's the it's one it's play, the right? Start of a snap it's from the center to the quarterback in an attempt no, to gain what yardage. If it's a direct snap or okay. I mean, a it's, it's a snap a from a goal? it's a snap from a center to a player in the attempt to gain yardage. But what if they're punting? They're not gaining yards. Or they're sending. They're goal. gaining yards to send their opponent back. They punters gain yardage. It was interesting to hear two professional athletes try and explain what a down was. They weren't good at it. 
nobody knows what a catch is. <laughs> well, that's the truth. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about like kind of hyper or jargon for different hobbies, it can be difficult to explain it when you're the expert, I guess. Um. So yeah, so we're not going to talk about Taylor Swift this whole podcast, even though that would be pretty fun. Um, we're going to talk about our wannabe superhero league, and we had three trades go down after a brief hiatus of nothing. Uh, and then we got, it's a lighter news week uh, besides Taylor Swift. Not much going on in the NFL. Uh, and then we'll finish up with week four. Sound good, gentlemen? Yeah, let's raise her up. All right, let's start with some trades. Uh, we had three go down, and uh, the first one involved Jerry and Adam, and the first 2026 first-round draft pick was finally moved by the leader in the clubhouse to do it, by Mr. Adam. Uh, in this deal, Adam re- or Jerry received a 2026 and 2020, well, 2026 first and third draft pick from Adam and K.J. Osborne, and in return, Adam received... Kenny Pickett, a 2026 fourth-round draft pick from Jer, and, of course, the accustomed $1 in fab. Uh, Dan, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this deal? Um, 2026 is a tough draft pick to get. And that's, I mean, it's it's two years out. Well, three years. Three years out, sorry. Um, but Kenny Pickett really hasn't shown that he has the chops to compete. San Francisco was a tough sled in week one. Cleveland was a tough sled in week two. He put up 18 against Vegas, who I don't think is going to be overly great, but I don't, he's not, I don't think he's transcended into the elite or very good status of quarterbacks in the league. Um, so I think that's the understatement of the year. Yeah. I think Jerry getting a first round draft pick for Kenny Pickett is fantastic. And the fact that he gets KJ Osborne in return, who is a, he's 26, he's, in one of the more dynamic offenses in the league and understanding that the Vikings are 0-3. I, I, it doesn't matter. Kirk Cousins is a top five quarterback. He's QB1, isn't he? No. He's he could have been QB4 now, I think. Oh, is he? Who had a fucking week? Uh, he's, no, fuck you. He's QB1. Oh, is he? Yep. Hmm. Yeah, look at me. I'm fucking knowing my shit. Like, yeah, I'm but he's not even going to be there by the end of the year. I, it doesn't matter with it. it okay. I he, I think he can go over the fucking the Jets and perform. Well, no, I'm talking about for Osborne. Oh yeah, that's I mean, yeah, you hate <laughs> that, but um, I like it for Jerry. I think this is a this is a good return for a for a QB. Granted, it's three years out, but I I do think Jerry came out good in this draft or in this trade. Nick, agree, disagree? Um, well, the House of Cards has to come crashing soon. I guess. For Adam's team? One day, yes. Okay. So trying to load up on Adam picks is not a terrible strategy. This time, at least he got a young quarterback. I highly doubt he's still a key starting quarterback by 2026, so that kind of sucks. But it band-aids him. He's competing in a division where he can easily win money. So it money now is better than money in the future, especially with how things are going. So... I don't fault him. I mean, so let's talk about that. Like, will he be a starter in 2026? I feel like the Steelers are one of the more stubborn teams, and 2026 would be the fifth-year option with Kenny Pickett. 
Um, if there was a team that would like stick with their quarterback and pull like the Rex Grossman as our quarterback for like 16 straight weeks, you know, isn't the Steelers sticking with a first round pick for the hometown boy for five years, like not out of the realm of possibilities? No, but one could fall on their lap if they keep sticking with him as their starting quarterback. I mean, they're a pretty consistent team, though. Like, this isn't a team that we see get, you know, high draft picks. Like, Mike Tom- oh. Tomlin usually has them competitive. We've also seen them have Big Ben for every year but two years. True. Yeah, Big Ben was built different. So, I mean, a lot's going to kind of come to fruition here with Pickett being able to be good against Cleveland, only having 10 points, and they got to play them again. Baltimore's no no toss tough sled. Um it's it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of pieces we get, and obviously how that impacts George Pickens, Najee Harris, uh, Muth. Well, Najee Harris sucks, so that's yeah, that that would much. Be, yeah, that was he's been atrocious. I mean, but they're still sticking with them. I feel like if it was a different team, like you know Jalen Warren or someone else would have been really really taken over, and Najee Harris is still stubbornly getting a lot of touches. I don't know. I'm not a Kenny Pickett believer by any means, but, you know, quarterbacks are really hard to acquire in this league, especially young ones. And, you know, if Adam was going to fill one spot, the quarterback position makes the most sense. Um, I don't know if Pickett's the answer, but I don't disagree with the approach, I guess. No, it's a steal for a starting quarterback. Uh, the Braves just clinched the number one overall seed, and Ronald Acuna Jr. is officially the forty seventy club. Jeez, good grief! All right, well, let's move on. Yep. Sorry, just, then, we're all over the place today with me today. We are. It's okay. That's why we keep you around, Dan. Yeah, You're the wild card. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Um, all right, let's move on. Sam and Sam and Stefan got together on a deal, and in this one, Sam received Jawan Johnson, tight end for the New Orleans Saints. And Jerry's 2025 second round draft pick. And in return, Stefan received AJ Dillon. Nick, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on this deal? Sam got a future second for a running back that shouldn't start on anyone's roster. That's how I feel. Like AJ Dillon hasn't been good since his rookie year. He's going the route of Fat Eddie, except for Fat Eddie was oh, really cheeseburger good. Eddie. And Dylan just looks lost out there, even with Jones being injured and not doing too, too much. Dylan has I mean, he had two bad. weeks to him himself, right? Yeah. Theoretically. Yep. And he hasn't looked good. This absolutely was a, oh, shit, I'm losing Aaron Jones again. I don't really have the depth to. He had no other running back, so yeah, I get to move. So but... he, ha- he had to make somebody. He had to pick somebody. AJ Dillon obviously was going to start. He was going to be the guy. This handcuffs mm-hmm. him to Aaron Jones. But like you said, it's just not a great option. It's just not. And a second round pick and Juwan Johnson for Sam. Juwan Johnson's the man there. And Juwan Johnson hasn't done shit. No. But Derek Carr's been fucking awful. I think if Carr misses his week, I think James Winston could show Juwan Johnson some love. But Olave and Michael Thomas are light years above it. Plus, you bring Alvin Kamara back. I, it's not great in general. It's just not. Yeah, I'm with, I'm, I echo the sentiment of all you guys. Um, you know, AJ Dillon, he just isn't it. He's at least so far, you know, I don't know if there's an injury or something, but like, I agree with you, Nick, like he looks lost um, and he's just not getting the production that even remotely close to what we've seen like Aaron Jones do. 
um, or even, you know, prior year AJ Dillon. Um, so for Sam to get a second and a tight end that could maybe be serviceable down the line, I'm going to get to slam dunk. Um, for Stefan, I, you know, don't love it. Would rather have just thrown in a nobody than throw in AJ Dillon. I don't know. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, he was, it was rough. That it was, it, it, it's, it's a, do I want to not start somebody? that's going to get me a zero or do I take a shot at moving the second for a guy that could save me in a matchup week where this could decide part of the division. Fair enough. Week three, the division was decided. So far, we still have to play, but. All right, well, let's move on. Last deal, the Roos got together for a little uh, deal. I think this, you guys have had a couple this year. Uh, Nick and Kevin got together on a deal, and in this one, Nick received Adam Thielen, and in return, Kevin received Khalil Shakir and a 2025 third-round draft pick that is Kevin's. Uh, Nick, we'll save you for last, so Dan, why don't you kick us off on this one? I think this is clean. Young, unproven talent, first-year guy, caught a touchdown in week two um, to to put a point on the board, but he's in a dynamic offense, it's so you like to buy pieces. Oh, yeah, second-year guy. My apologies. Second-year guy. Thank you. Um, and you get some veteran presence in Adam Thielen. And Adam Thielen, with the ever-loving ginger of Andy Dalton, went off. 11 for 145 and one, 31 points. Um, week two, we had a good week with um, Brees Young. So you feel like that should be a connection that's there, but he's 33 years old. This is a win-now move for Nick. I, I think this is a very clean, simple, easy trade. Yeah, I mean, Andy Dalton passed it like 60 times this weekend, so I don't know if that's entirely sustainable, uh, what we saw. But, I mean, for Nick, it's kind of like what we've seen the last couple deals for Nick. It's borderline maybe overkill. I mean, Thielen is great depth, um, and I think it's one of those deals that, on the flip side, when this third-round pick does come around, um, Kevin's is probably going to be early. Um, and, you know, those early third-round draft picks, I think, do have more value than the league um, has been willing to admit at this point. So, you know, short term, you know, it's a fill in for Nick and he's been bitten by the injury bug. So I can't fault him there uh, for Kevin to get his third back and get a random dart throw like Khalil Shakir. It seems like a, you know, win win for both guys. Nick, what are your thoughts on it or your perspective on the deal? Yeah, so definitely been hit by the injury bug. Um, next week, I have four or five people out on bye week. So I needed to kind of slot That's in not good. some points um, with how tight our division is. Every week matters. I can't really afford to punt a week. Yeah. And a third in two years is whatever. And Khalil Shakir, even if my entire lineup was dead, I don't think would get points or even start. So, yeah, it's depth and a kind of bridge player. He's got two years. On his contract, if they cut him after this year, it's $11 million dead, so he's got at least another year left. So I feel good two years out of him for a third-round pick. Sure. Right. He's most tough. I mean, he's wide receiver nine right now. Yeah, last week was pretty unsustainable, but even the week before, he put up 20. Yeah. So and that's and that, pretty good that's, with it. That's the baseline I look at is it, Bryce Young is going to be the starter here. You know, obviously, the Bryce Young, the, the injury – and the concussion keeping him out is is not ideal. But if he can put up 20 points with the rookie QB and 30 from Andy Dalton, who knows how to distribute the ball, 
20 points a week from this guy, if he averages that, it's pretty fucking good. Well, he's not going to average 20 points. Well, I, I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> but, but I mean, if he, even if he averages 15, that's fucking awesome. Well, yeah, and he's not going to probably average 15. But I mean, not with that attitude. Well, I mean, you got to be realistic here. I, <laughs> I mean, know. 15, like, that's, you know, that would be absurd. But like, I guess it's not out of the realm of possibilities. But like, yeah, if he's just like a 13, 14, you know, 12 point guy you know, a bench or bi-week filler, you know, an injury filler, like he can definitely accomplish it for Nick. And who knows if Andy Dalton does get more um, play, I do think that's an uptick for this overall offense, just because Bryce Young is a rookie and it's going to take him time to figure out. So um, I don't know what's going on with Bryce Young, if he'll be back this week or not, but um, you know, he could definitely work out for Nick in the short term. That's for sure. All right. Anything else on these deals before we move on to, some random NFL news. We did have a sweet name change in our league because I'm the only person who names their team, apparently. Oh, yeah. let's. It was you, Nick. So do you want to tell us your new team name? Kelsey Vision. Playoff WandaVision because that's the only thing I can get with Kelsey. I like it. And it's a dope obviously player. incorporating, you know. The... Yeah, it helps to have a professional um, graphic designer in your back pocket. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, shout out, shout out, my sister Holly. Um, she'll never listen to this fucking podcast, but we're gonna give her some love to uh, just she's she's assistant director, assistant athletic director to graphic design for Indiana University. Yeah, she's done my last, I think, yep. three or four she's team logos. Fucking now. so good at that. Assistant to the regional manager. Yeah, basically, yeah. But the fact that it's assistant like athletic director is pretty fucking awesome. Peanuts on the dollar for pay, but coolest fucking job on the face of the planet. You got to do it. Well, that's that's a fun team name. Uh, and, you know, Logo Nick, I've been trying to think of a good one for myself. And, you know, Did you've inspired. His? Did you got Dak a long time, like last year. No, it's yanking your Achne. Oh, yeah. I think he changed yanking it your after chain. He Yeah, after he drafted him, I think he changed oh, it. Okay. Well, Jesus Christ, did he have a fucking week? <laughs> yes, Dude, I'm so good with these transitions. You are. Let's segue. So obviously the talk of the NFL right now is the Miami Dolphins. And if unless you have Jalen Waddell, everyone else is like just scoring in spades right now. Tyree Kill is dominating. Tua Tagavaloa is dominating. Raheem Mostert is dominating. Now we have freaking, you know, Devin Chain coming in and dominating. Um, everyone is scoring points. You know, even like the the backup backup running back comes in and like rushes for a sixty yard play or some shit. Um, it's the Mike, Mike Daniels White offense outscored starting quarterbacks, and he How threw for like a quarter. I think I think the most impressive stat was if you started just the Dolphins roster in fantasy, you would uh-huh. have scored two hundred and three points, and I still would have beat you. But yeah, I mean, but. Think about just one team puts up 203 fantasy points. It's pretty That's fucking absurd. insane. Yeah, it's it's absolutely absurd. So, I mean, let's talk about the Dolphins. I mean, every year it seems like there's a team, a coach, an offense, whatever you want to call it, that just crushes it and does it for, you know, more or less the whole year. You know, when you look at the Dolphins, do you guys think this is sustainable and we can see it over the course of the year? Or do you guys maybe want to ex, you know, have some caution and say, let's see them do it for another month before we crown them. Well, let's see them do it against Buffalo. Yeah, that's going to, the big test is going to be this coming week where they're this in This week Buffalo. and week seven. Who's they got in their They're at Philly. Philly. Okay. Yeah. 
I think those are two huge tests, but otherwise their schedule is pretty easy and they're just going to decimate people. I think the tough part's going to be is when you look at the Dolphins' schedule and we get down to who owns these guys in mm-hmm. the playoffs. So week 15, they're at home against the Jets. Ooh, that'll be nice. Week 16, they have Dallas. And week 17, they're at Baltimore. That's that's a tough playoff schedule. On paper, yeah, right now, but yeah. who knows? I mean, I mean, who knows? Like. Who knows down there? But yeah. those are three teams that, with Sauce Gardner, I mean, the loss of Trayvon Diggs is real tough. But Micah Parsons rushing you, and just a solid Baltimore defense. That's that's a tough sled when you get to playoffs. So we'll see what kind of health this this Dolphins team is in. But I mean, it's hard to bet against Tua. Waddle being injured and Jerry not getting anything out of that. But a chain is going to be like, what's the stupid shit with him and this fucking like, um. Like their their pronunciation of his yeah, name. Yeah, correct. Yes. We are saying his name wrong. And he's correcting us. What was it supposed to be? I have no idea. I didn't read it. Okay, good talk. Thanks for thanks for correcting me. Um, but Raheem Mostert's not gonna be RB1. Like a chain a chain, Achne, whatever, is not gonna be RB six. Two, I think, has the ability to be a top five QB. I think that's a legitimate thing. Um, but I don't think we see them dropping 70 on teams but this is a very powerful dynamic offense yeah well i mean one thing also they're just one week removed from like the patriots kind of not you know completely shutting them out but like they were not like the same team that we saw go up against this disorganized sean payton led denver broncos you know so to nick's point i'm curious to see how this buffalo games goes this weekend um is is Miami a team that's just going to feast on the bottom feeders and do it really, really freaking well? Or are they going to fold to some of these bigger, you know, better defenses? Do you guys think the rookie um, running back in a chain, Achan, uh, does he take over this backfield or how does this backfield shake up? I mean, Jeff Wilson is, you know, supposedly coming off IR, um, not this week, but next week. Um, is he someone that's going to come into the mix? It's, it's just, just going to be a clusterfuck, or how do you guys see the backfield playing out? I don't see how Wilson breaks in with how those two are doing. Not a shot in hell. I think I think he's dead to the world right now. Um, if if this turns into a two-headed backfield with mm-hmm. these two guys, this is everything Miami could ever want out of their backfield. And Tua getting Hill, Waddle. Um, I mean, that's you don't need much more at all. These guys can absolutely carry this Dolphins team to potentially a division win, potentially a Super Bowl run if they can produce. It's uh, Their defense is not half bad, um, but the, this offense can score, and that really, really helps outrun a, a semi-above average defense. So you mentioned Super Bowl. Um, Armand's team is kind of led by the Miami Dolphins. How is this going to shake out for his team, you know? We've seen it's obviously not just the Dolphins that are carrying him because we've seen a lot of other players do their job. But can Tua, Moster, Tyree Kill, freaking Durham Smythe, I, I don't know, whoever else he's going to acquire, can this Dolphins team take him to the promised land? It's an interesting way to look at it. I mean, Kyron Williams had a had an off week last week. Mm-hmm. Scary Terry is you want to see him do good things, but you don't know if it's going to happen. Darren Waller is 
God, the Giants suck. Um, Christian Kirk has been pretty damn good. And I think, I mean, that's a piece that you really want to have continue to be dynamic. And if Jaron Goff can piece it together week after week, it's a Armand has an interesting play with the Tyreek to a stack. Uh, You got to love the stack there. He did get some bad news, though, on the Jonathan Taylor front today. Oh, what was that? I didn't see that. He said he still doesn't want to play for Indy, and Indy has no intention of trading him. So, mm, I did not see that. But maybe Indy doesn't care if Zach Moss just keeps getting like 90% of the touches and absolutely crushing it. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly a possibility. Oh, you get Anthony Rich. Ideally, we get Anthony Richardson back this week. Hashtag, please, dear Christ, let that happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, losing J.K. Dobbins for Armand really, really is fucking tough as between him and Taylor, those are two guys on that roster that could make this team super uber competitive. So it kind of feels like the the running back is still something that we're not or you're not maybe a hundred percent buying in Dan when you look at Armand's team. I don't I don't know if I believe in Zach Moss fully. I don't think that is a piece that I feel overly good with. I mean he's had two 20 point weeks so you can't really like shift away from it. Um, but a running back is going to take pressure off Anthony Richardson, which means he's going to get his touches. He's going to get his opportunities. And if he can capitalize behind that offensive line, fantastic. And there's not really anybody that you're super concerned about to challenge him. Uh, Trey Sermon's not going to do it. And like, he's going to be the guy, if he stays healthy, he's got an outside chance. Nick, any thoughts? I mean, you've been obviously very, you know, steadfast in the support of your team. How do you view Armand as a challenger? Yeah, I mean, I think his running backs are by far the weakest spot. Um, he's, I mean, he can put up insane points, but I think my team's a little more well-rounded. Um, hopefully be getting Kels- or, uh, Cup back soon and Barkley back soon. So I like where I'm at. All right. Anything else on this Miami Dolphins slash Armand's team uh, before we move on? They're exciting to watch. I mean, anytime you drop a 70 burger, there's going to be time and attention that's being paid to you. But um, I think this is a, a healthy tool of being able to, to get going. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah. And I mean, I think like the one interesting question is, do you think this is a product of like Mike Daniels? Um, coaching like in his scheme or is it like the players that he has is it a combination of both like what's like the the drink that's you know the straw that's stirring the drink here like what's the driving force here I I think it's the creativity that Mike Daniels lets him run with I think he he puts Tyree Kill in a position where he can be explosive he gets in the ball in space Jalen Waddle obviously helps really give Tyree Kill the opportunities and then the running back situation is kind of the you know, what can we get out of it? We have guys that that break tackles. We have guys that get out there. I mean, Mostert was seven for seven for 60 yards and a touchdown. And then and then Devin caught four passes for two. So these are two guys that you can you can go double running back, two wide receivers and a tight end, and have guys that are completely dynamic the entire way. Fair enough. I buy that. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to Again, kind of a light news week besides uh, Taylor Swift sweeping the, the NFL nation. Uh, but we did have, unfortunately, one big injury this week. Uh, Mike Williams, absol- or after absolutely crushing it for Kevin's team, 
I think he went for over 25, almost 30 points this week. Huge week. He left with an injury, and unfortunately, it was diagnosed with the dreaded ACL tear. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts on this injury? It's tough, dude. That I mean, he was having such a good year with, I mean, he's wide receiver 15, which means I'm using the upper echelon of wide receivers. Justin Herbert's feasting with him. Keenan Allen's obviously getting his opportunities, and you know, you hate to see it. You just, yeah. you hate to see it. And I, Kevin, I know you're a big Mike Williams believer guy. Like you're the fantasy reaper though. So it is what it is. But I think the the next step that we have to look at is who steps up, who's going to be the new Mike Williams. And when you look at, you know, Armand's ownership of Josh Palmer and Chris's ownership of the rookie Quentin Johnson, mm-hmm. one of these two guys outside of the fact that Gerald Everett's still there, but I think Palmer Johnson has to step up. And if I'm personally, my opinion, I think Josh Palmer is the guy that needs to step up and be, be the bee's knees in this offense. Do you think this pays though, the opportunity for the rookie to come in? Um, obviously, you know, I'm sure the chargers probably viewed this as a, I don't want to say like a red shirt year for Quentin Johnson, but maybe a year that he wasn't expected to come in and, you know, produce just because of Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and even, you know, Austin Eckler, Josh Palmer, like all those guys ahead of him. Um, do you think this there's maybe a window now for him to come in, or do you just expect Josh Palmer to come in and do his Josh Palmer things? I think I think Palmer's going to be the guy that has to step up and do it. Quentin Johnson, given the opportunity, if he can create that connection, is going to be great. But that's a lot to ask of a rookie to step in for a guy like Mike Williams and say, all right, like I'm going to be this clear-cut wide receiver number two in his rookie year coming out of TCU. This is this to me says Josh Palmer needs to step up and be like, nope, this is my fucking opportunity. Let's go. And Keenan Allen's going to feast. I I think he's going to get stared at by Justin Herbert, especially if he doesn't have his reliable back in Austin Eckler. Josh Kelly has done shit with two opportunities. Absolutely nothing. Three or 13 attempts for 39 yards and 11 for 12 as a Josh Kelly owner. That's fucking embarrassing. That goes right to the bench and you figure your life out. Gerald Everett needs to step up. And again, I also a Gerald Everett owner um, has not seen he's six for 30 and three for 47 is fucking awful. Those are not great. So when you look at guys that do have to step up and produce Josh Palmer, the, the is there. And if I'm Armand, this is a great thing to see. You hate injuries, and I, again, no bad juju amongst anybody's. But Josh Palmer's got to be the guy. I'm channeling my inner Lee Corsell right now. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's got to be the rookie. We drafted him in the first round. You know, this is Quentin Johnson's opportunity to shine. I mean, Josh Palmer, I think he's shown that he's a rotational, solid wide receiver. But I don't think he's shown that he's like a clear cut, like number two or better player. Quinn Johnson was obviously drafted with those aspirations in mind. He's a big bodied guy. um, Yak guy um, could potentially feel like that Mike Williams jump ball options just because of how tall and big he is. So I think this is the perfect opportunity trial by fire for Quinn Johnson to come in and produce. And I mean, you know, obviously that's, you know, on Chris's team. And I think Chris's team, you know, I've kind of mentioned it a few times, but I think he's a squad that he's going to have a lot of bumps along the road, especially at the start of the year. But I think he'll, he'll see maybe more consistency as the year goes on. 
And I think, you know, we're going to find out real quick whether Quinn Johnson is the guy or not. Uh, because if Josh Palmer, you know, no disrespect, but if Josh Palmer, like, is slowing him down or not producing, like, that's a big red flag in my opinion. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wait, did I miss something? Oh, yes, you did. What? We have a live podcast trade. Oh, shit. Really? Yep, pull it up. Pull it no, up. You, no, 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 read it to me. I wanna, I'm going in blind. Okay. All right, so let's hear 10 it. 10 minutes ago. Okay. Jerry. Okay. Sam. Okay, that's an interesting pair. Okay. Sam acquires Jalen Hurts. What? Jerry acquires Justin Fields. A first and 24. A first and 25. A second and 24. A second and 25. And a second in 25. Jerry also gives up $2 in fat. Oh, yes. This is a fucking big name, big pick trade we just had. Um, for those of you that don't know, Nick did have to drop. Um, my wonderful, amazing godson has decided to be a terror on earth. Um, so so Ruth is out. So it is, we're down to a duo. But, I mean, we're I, – I, this is me breaking to you. Let's go. Initial thoughts. So this is really, really, really crazy for a couple of reasons. My initial reaction is, what is Jerry's mindset with this? Because, and not in like a bad way at all, but I'm just curious, like what he's like aiming to take his team. Because Justin Fields, you know, three weeks ago, you know, before season starts, Justin Fields is definitely a tier below Jalen Hurts. And I think like, yeah, Um, and I yeah, and I think like obviously like there's some draft picks that need to make up that deficit. Um, so like a first, like some seconds, maybe two first. I don't know because Jalen Hurts is like in that upper echelon, that Patrick Mahomes, that Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Like I think it's those three, and then there's a gap. Um, so to get in that tier, like you have to pony up and pay a pretty big penny. Um, but obviously we're three weeks into the season, right? And Justin Fields and this whole Bears offense has been a train wreck. So, I mean, my initial reaction is, like, does Jer, you know, think it's the Bears that are the problem? And Justin Fields, like, is going to, you know, blossom, whether it's maybe in Chicago or maybe somewhere else. Um, But to give up just, you know, to move, like, an elite player like Jalen Hurts, like, you want to get some security back. And, you know, I'm, as a Bears fan, I'm worried about Justin Fields. Um, but, I mean, he does get a lot of draft picks back, obviously, two first, um, which I, I think are just Sam's. I don't think he has yeah, extra. Yeah, they're, they're Sam's. They're going to be lates. Yep. What about the seconds? Because you said there were two, uh, two Sam's and then whoever team eight is. I hate that they don't put fucking at least initials with it. Uh-huh. Uh, so whoever team eight is. 
Let me pull it up. I'm finally looking at it now. Yeah, so it's it's Sam's first and four, 24 and 25. Oh, Sam's it's Jared's second. So that potentially could be with that could be an second, early pick. Could be well, an early second. Could be two four, two five, like somewhere in there. Mid okay. mid round with it. But I mean, this is a it, it's so a, yeah, go on. So another thing, obviously, you know, prior to this trade, and I don't know, maybe Jerry's still competing, I don't know. But at some point in the the Avengers division, we were going, we're going to go from five teams to four teams competing. There's there's it's just natural. Like some team yes. is going to bow out. Some team is going to be like, all right, I tried my best, but I got to move on. And again, you know, Justin Fields, I still think there's reasons for fantasy hope just from his rushing upside. So maybe Jer is still optimistic about his team, like competing. Um, but if he's not and wants to take a step back, like this could be, you know, maybe Jer starting to sell. You know, maybe we see Derrick Henry. Maybe we see Ramondre Stevenson, you know, some wide receivers, some other players like move. You know, maybe the floodgates open and we see Jer pivot uh, taking a step back. I don't know. Um, I mean, he's 70 points down in like points four. So mm-hmm. that is obviously a, a key indication that says, hey, maybe I can't compete with this top four. Yep. Losing Aaron Rodgers was a tough piece. This could be just a field situational piece to it where we, the Bears, heaven forbid, fire a coach midseason and bring in a offensive-minded coach and kind of yeah. work with Justin Fields to get better about making decisions, using his legs, um, just just not thinking and doing. But, so, I mean, at this point, you're a Bears fan too, Dan. Like, yeah, yeah. If Justin Fields is a relevant player, it's not going to happen in Chicago, right? Yes, correct. And this is the – the Bears don't pick up his option. They move on. They tank uh-huh. for Caleb Williams. Fields is somewhere else. I think Fields does have this, the skill tree to be successful in the NFL. When you look at I guys like so. Mike Daniels, um, Kyle Shanahan, and the way they run their offenses, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think you put a Fields in that situation, it's not bad. Fun. It's going to be dynamic. And Fields does have a couple issues getting the ball into certain windows. Uh, he almost fucked up an entirely easy throw on week one, almost overshooting a fucking, uh, what was it? A, a tight end coming, ac- coming across the field, mm-hmm. but he is such a big skill playmaker that if you give him, you know, a Tua type offense, um, a Josh Allen type offense where he can make play abilities yeah. or make, yeah, make play abilities. Play. Yeah. I think he succeeds. And I think this is a, it's an interesting gamble for Jerry. He turns over what is a potential sure thing in in um, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, thank you. Piece me together here. And you get, obviously, two late firsts in addition to the fact that you do have um, Adams first, which could, depending on how things play out with the four teams and two teams, could be a top six pick in yeah. next year. He's got his first and Sam's first in 25. He's got two first round picks in, in 26. Jerry's got a lot of early draft pick tools that he could potentially use to retool um, his team. And if he does want to compete, he has the ammo to sell off those picks and grab players to, to compete. And I think this is where Jerry's team is very, could be bipolar is I think the word to use for, for his description on what he's doing right now. Yeah. I mean, it's just, 
Yeah, I, I don't disagree. You know, he does have a lot of draft capital now, but it's like, can you pivot to like rebuilding or to contending without like a guy like Jalen Hurts? Like, isn't Jalen Hurts like the the final piece or like a piece that you want to be able to do that? And the fact that he's a quarterback locked into a young offense, you know, with a great core around him, the best offensive line in the game. Like, but if Jerry's not going to compete this year mm-hmm. and Jerry wants to compete in 25, yeah. he blows, he blows, he gets two first round draft picks here, which yeah. Adams again, depending on how it finishes and then Sam's, but he's got two first round draft picks that he could send away in 25 and two and 26 and still retain draft capital to acquire a top tier quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a, this is a very Jerry's team is very interesting to say the very yeah. least. I mean, he he hasn't said I'm selling, but he hasn't said I'm building. Well, that's my next question. So, do we think, you know, obviously if you're moving Jalen Hurts and with what we've seen with from Fields, like guys like Derrick Henry and Ramondre Stevenson, they got to be on the block right now, right? I would I would say yes. I think I don't think Jerry. Yeah, those, James those Conner, are two guys. For sure. Yes, I think those are pieces that are a little bit older in age mm-hmm. that Jerry can get potentially upgraded capital for it. Um, you know, moving and, and again, this is where this becomes tough because the teams that are going to finish in the bottom echelon are guys that are that have their picks. Yeah. They're not they're not right twenty four picks where you're picking in the top five top six that you can super worry about. Those Stranger are, things have happened. I mean, I oh, I'm not disagreeing. Sam and Adam are necessarily written with pen on their playoff, you know, spots, you know, in 2024. But yeah, I agree with what you're saying. You know, at its core, like those those picks are probably not going to be early. Yeah, but I mean, is having multiple late round picks and getting talent between seven and 12 worthwhile to still say, Hey, it's the top quarter of what we draft. And if I can get three of those guys and two of them pan out, Mm -hmm. that's not fucking bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for, you know, draft picks and, you know, they're, you know, we've talked about them a lot because at the end of the day, they're an asset that, they're only going to appreciate in value. There's no like, you know, you, you, me and Zane were talking about like boats and mystery boxes and all that stuff. Like, you know, players, we're going to find out really quickly if they're relevant, you know, they're going to, the public's going to like change their mind on them quickly and that's going to impact their value in trades. But first round draft picks, second round draft picks, like they are always going to gain more and more value until you are on the clock and have to pick a player. So Jared can pick a player or we could, spin those off for like you said a vector you know a player that could help them you know contend now yeah. um and so then, i mean yeah it's, it's interesting it's it's just this is where valuing players versus picks really kind of comes to to play here and jerry i think has done a good job drafting and finding mm-hmm. talent in in the drafts i think the only like flub jerry might have made and it's not on him it's on the system was kyle pitts i mean i mean kenny Kenny Pickett was a pretty bad pick in the moment. And, you know, obviously, so Zach Wilson. well, I mean, Zach not, Wilson, yeah, yeah. not okay. in the process, like in the moment. I'm not going to get some short on that. Yeah. Um, but he's also yeah, not from those guys. Yes, he has. You know, he, he's not left holding the bag. Yep. He, he so moved I mean, on and acquired value. I think uh, Jerry right. becomes the most interesting team to watch now. Oh, big time. 
Um, and Jer, you know, obviously we've seen a lot of players or teams make moves. So like there's not a lot of premier assets still available, but Jer is like prime, you know, like if, if I want to make a move, if Nick wants to make another move, if Armand wants to make a move, if you want to make a move, if Stefan wants to make a move, you know, these teams, you know, still have draft picks, whether it's this year, next year, or future years, they still have players. So, I mean, I think that's something to watch for Jer's team. I agree. Um, and I'm very curious to see what he does because I, I don't think if you make a move like that, it's the only move you're making uh, looking for the future. I'd agree. I think, again, Jerry's team is going to be fun to watch. And uh, if you're a contender communicating with Jerry, Derek Henry and some of these older guys that are on his roster might be right up your alley. You might have to pay for him because Jerry knows what he, he has the potential to get. But yeah, he got his money's worth. I, I think personally, Jerry got his money's worth for Jalen Hurts. I, I think it's hard for me to separate as a Bears fan, Justin Fields, right now. He is such a him and the team are just in such a tough spot right now. And I think as a Bears fan, like I'm, you know, sick of it, not just of Fields, but of everyone that is associated with the Chicago Bears. So like I can't look at it rationally. But I mean, I'm worried about Fields. And oh, I, I know too. that the Bears have like failed him in some ways. But at the same time, too, like I'm a believer that a player can transcend things to an extent. And I don't think Justin Fields is like doing all that he could potentially do to make the situation better. Um, so, I mean, just, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm not an expert. Like, I won't say that. Like, I'm an irrational, like, Bears homer um, to my core. But I'm worried about Justin Fields. So, I, I don't know. I think this is a deal that a year from now it's going to look – I don't think it's going to look even. I think it's either going to look really, really amazing good, for yeah. Sam or really, really amazing for Jared because – you know, Fields bounces back, and all of a sudden, there's not a huge difference between Jalen Hurts and Jalen Fields. But now he's got like five, you know, premier draft picks, you know, over the next two years. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you three teams, and I yeah. want you to tell me if you would be super excited that Justin Fields would be on the roster next year, or super disappointed. I'll be excited if he's on any roster at this point because that's how okay. I mean, so so the okay, first team I would tell you is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, he's not going to be on the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, I, I, I agree. But like, would you be more excited that he's on the Steelers or on or or versus Kenny Pickett? I mean, I would be neutral because I think somehow Matt Canada is like as bad as like Luke Getzky for like play calling. So I okay. think they would neuter Justin Fields just as bad as the Bears have. Okay. Um, the Seattle Seahawks. I would like that. I think Pete Carroll is a smart coach that plays to his strengths and I think you would see fields lean into a lot more rushing uh, so that would be fun okay the last team I'll give you is the New York Jets eh, I think it would be an upgrade just because of the playmakers that they have but I'm not sure like the Jets are all that different than like the Bears in terms of like molding the team like to, to their success or like to the quarterback success I mean they just failed like Zach Wilson, are they really going to fail like the Bears reject quarterback? Yep. Or are they really going to make the Bears reject quarterback succeed? I don't know. Okay. Those are I think my, my, my the one that I'll add that you didn't, Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, okay. I, I that between Atlanta or Denver there, yeah. Atlanta would be juicy. I mean, um, yeah, that, that running attack, you know, that Arthur Smith, like, has going. Imagine with, like, a weapon like Justin Fields. Like, that would just be 
some wishbone style offense and it would be a mm-hmm. sight to hold. Oh yeah. So before we move on real quick, I mean, obviously we've spent a lot of time talking about like share side and, you know, Justin Fields, but Sam just got Jalen fucking hurts, you know, mm-hmm. the defending champ, you know, in our league, which, you know, it's sometimes falling through the cracks because of some other teams and some bigger moves. But Sam up until this point has been on the sidelines, but now he made a big move and, you know, I'm a big believer, like, you know, I have like a guideline, like I think of players that are like worth going in on, you know, young wide receivers, really elite tight ends, and then like quarterbacks, particularly young quarterbacks. And like Jalen Hurts, like it doesn't get much better than acquiring a guy like him, I think. Yeah, Sam basically said, fuck the future. I'm winning now. I'm going to take and win as much money as I can in the next two to three years. Mm-hmm. and fuck you guys. So by that time, three years from now, I'll have all my draft picks back. I'll have everything that's good and holy. Yeah. And I can maintain a healthy roster and get a little bit older. I've made enough money to fucking piss off for the next five years and still have a profit and do it all over again. And I respect the move. I think Sam has... I. I He's going to rival Nick for the best starting lineup on the face of the planet. Joey Burrow has yeah. been less than ideal over sure. the first three weeks, yep. but that whole offense has been shut down. Hawkinson's been dynamic. He gets Kamara back. He does live in this Philadelphia offense. I was and, just going to say. He's... I mean, but he's week 10. By week 10, he's back in her division, right? Yeah. Um... Yeah, because when we play three or four weeks of interdivision, that's yeah, at- six, seven, eight, nine are out of division. So week ten yeah. is the first time in division. So he's back in. So this is where like da, 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 we gotta figure his shit out because I don't know. Week, week 10, ten he plays Jim. Okay, great. Fuck, you just upgraded. Very great, great trade partner right there. Like you're gonna buy in week ten and you're gonna you're gonna shell a week. Let it be to the team that fucking you think is not gonna make the playoffs now. Yeah, so this fun. is a. This is a huge win for Sam. You bet on the Eagles. It's, I mean, Nick put it all in there. It's, it's, it's what it is. But CeeDee Lamb, I mean, there's not the ideal depth. Yeah, you've got Gino. You've got Amari Cooper. Um, Ritter's also on this roster. I think Sam could trade Ritter in an opportunity to just acquire something back because he yeah. doesn't need him anymore. Yeah. Um, but I think Sam makes a case for saying that he is playoff locked right now. Yeah, and it's I mean funny to say that when he's you know right now if the season ended he'd be out yeah, of the house. Yeah. So I mean it's obviously super early and things can happen, but it's hard to argue. I mean Sam's core, you know, we talk about like you know Armand's team like the top six guys, but Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Christian McCaffrey, AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Devontae Smith, like Travis Etienne, like that's that's pretty freaking pretty freaking good. I mean, so if you think Sam is, Sam's in, who's on the outs now in that division? Well, and I, I mean, it's tough because I got because you got to be part of that conversation between. Yeah, you, I mean, obviously Armand me and Armand, obviously me and Armand, I think are like battling for that third spot right now. Um, and obviously, we have that you know interesting you know fourth playoff team rule, um, which yeah, you know we got to like let more weeks get in. Like we can't really do you know too much like mental math with that, but. It'll be interesting to see how the out-of-division games go um, and how the Avengers shape up versus the Justice League because maybe potentially we could see, you know, that 
come into play, but I think it's too early. But yeah, for right now, I think Nick and Sam, I mean, even before this deal, I think they were the two probably best teams um, for a lot of reasons, but Armand and myself are probably battling off for the third spot. It's going to be very, very interesting. This division just got one less team, but got a lot more powerful from the team looking in. Yeah. Oh, man, that's what a crazy deal. I did not see that yep. coming. Yeah, this this is I mean, this was fucking I mean, 28 minutes ago. Like, I mean, we 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 went with the dive, dive, dive. And I mean, it's, this is I love this shit. This is cool shit when it happens between us. Mm hmm. No, and and yeah, I'm I'm super excited to see what Jer has next. Um, and even for Sam, I mean, Sam obviously, like you said, is all in. Um, and while Sam doesn't have any holes um, in a starter and lineup, but you, you never know, pray for injuries, and we yeah, never, you never play against you. Any, I mean, he obviously still has like some depth yep, players. Yeah, does have um, depth. It's it's, it's one to two. Be... It's one to two per position, but it is some depth. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting just to see. What comes in next? Um, all right. Anything else on the surprise blockbuster? I don't no, know. Dude, no, no. This is, I mean, fucking Ruth left us and it's just us. So let's let's go ahead and recap last week and uh, figure out who was awesome in Pick'em. And let's figure out what kind of shit show we're going to learn into this week. I think you know who was awesome last week in Pick'em. I, just go ahead and tell the world. You went five and one. Yeah, Nick and I went four and two. You know, you were triumphant in your game against Stefan. Yep. Uh, it was ugly. Didn't it was deserve ugly. it. No, but yeah. I got it. Someone's got to win it. So, yeah, uh, for the season, that brings you to 16 and two. I am 15 and three on the season, and Nick is 12 and six. Um, Fucking bum. <laughs> not to quote Aaron Rodgers, but bum. It's early, but yeah. Um, so yeah, kudos to you, Dan. You are, you are the leader in the clubhouse by one right now, but I'm hot in your tail and I'm going to maybe try to make up a game this week. So let's yeah. jump into this to the pick them. We got, you know, obviously it's a top heavy league, so there's a lot of bad matchups and a lot of good matchups. And we'll start with, uh, the first, uh, gimme of the week. Dan, you're taking on Steve. Uh, Any reasons to be concerned? I mean, not a single one, even if Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson doesn't play. I do have the backup in um, Mac Jones. I am not worried about anything. I think this is a good week for me to go up against Steve because I got to figure out my Madison Acres ability. Mm-hmm. Sanders is questionable with the groin. Gerald Everett has some issues, but I get Gus Edwards back out of concussion protocol, and I have a guy named Josh Allen. That's enough for me. That's pretty darn good. And you've so, got Mr. Tutu Atwell. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, it's, it's been a revelation. Yeah. It's been great. I mean, Puka Nakua has been fantastic, but Tutu's been no slouch. And what a fucking great wide receiver name right there. Like Puka and Tutu. What does the world come to? Do we got to call some people Shathid or Jello? And, they, and their best wide receiver's last name is Cup. You know, it's, yeah, correct. They got some fun names. It's great. Um, all right, another kind of less than eventful so matchup. You're, you're taking me, I assume, yes. Yes, I'm taking you, and I'm, we'll I'm assume ass- Nick is taking me as well. Yeah, we don't have next picks, but we'll get them after the pod. Uh, next one, Sam is taking on Zane. Um, Sam, right? Yeah, this is an easy win. This is this is as cut and dry as they get. I th- yeah. I think Sam might double up potentially Zane's points. All right. 
Um, Chris is taking on Adam. Do we see the the young buck rookie team make things competitive versus Adam, or does Adam prevail? I think Adam prevails. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. The the running back situation for Chris has been less than ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got Mahomes, you've got Jay Jetta, you got Diggs, you've got Kittle. Eckler looks like he's trending to go. Pickett is gonna be feisty. Um, those are too many good names to not feel confident that they can take care of the fact that Jimmy G's got a concussion. Stroud's been competitive. Um, Algiers touchdown dependent, but you've got Jamar Chase and Zay Flowers. I just there's too many good pieces on that side. There are, but it's always funny. Like my favorite part of the week is looking at Adam's lineup and seeing who the last couple starters are. And this week it's Dontavian Wicks and Matt Breida. And Wicks has been interesting. Yeah, he's had With some no Christian guys. Watson. He's had opportunities back though, supposedly. Yes, week. so that could be a very big downturn, especially on a short short week on Thursday night. Yeah, but yeah, I'm going with Adam as well. Um, I think. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Chris won just because he's got some young guys and like, you know, Damian Pierce finally getting it together. You know, CJ Stroud has been a very, you know, NFL ready guy. Um, he's got he's got some players that can put up points, but uh, I'll still go with still go with Adam. All right. Um, all right. Slightly more competitive games. I mean, maybe the team that's been the most surprising this far, um, even though I just had a big injury, but. Kevin is taking on Stefan, and Kevin's team's, dare I say it, feisty? I think feisty is a generous word. Um, oh, okay. I just, I'm, Cousins being as good as The guy that scored more points than you is not feisty? No, he's feisty. Okay. He's feisty. Um, but I like, I like Kirk and Dak more yeah. than I like Stafford and Howell. Um, Aaron Jones is the big yeah. question mark if he's going to play. If it's not, what kind of life do we live with AJ Dillon? Yeah. Um, Puka Nakua does have a questionable tag next to him. Um, I don't know if I 100% buy that he's. It's just a precautionary tale. Yeah. Um, but I think Stefan has enough pieces and enough players in good dynamic situations that are going to succeed. So I will take Stefan. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Stefan as well. I mean, for pretty much, you know, all the reasons you laid out. Um, Aaron Jones is the biggest one. If if he doesn't go, like, this is a pretty ugly running back for that. It does get ugly, Stephen 100% has. correct. Um, you know, maybe Montgomery's back. I don't know. Um, there's rumors he might be good to go. And Montgomery and Aaron Jones are definitely, like, the top two running backs on this team for Stefan when they're healthy. Um, so that could be a boon and something to watch. Um, but again, I mean, similar to like Chris, you know, when I look at Kevin's team, Kevin can put up points and Stefan has like players that can disappoint. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Nico Collins and Jordan Addison like had less than impressive games. I wouldn't be surprised if they went for 20 plus points. It's just, you know, the the situation that they're in right now. So I'm taking Stefan as well, but I think it'll be a closer matchup than the points at the Cape. Cool. All right, well, this, I mean, we'll, we'll see if Jer has any more moves up his sleeves. But right now, Jerry and Armand are taking, you know, going at it. Um, and this, you know, if, if Jer wants to make the playoffs, you know, this is a huge game uh, for him going up against Armand. So this gets, again, Miami has one of their toughest matchups on the schedule, being mm-hmm. at Buffalo. And yeah. with three guys in the Miami offense, it's a, 
it's a big piece to it. Kyron Williams had a dumpster fire of a week with eight points. Zach Moss went off. Do you think – go ahead. Let's talk about Kyron. Is this what we can expect from Kyron Williams at eight points? Or do you think, like, he's closer to, like, the, the mid to high teens? I think he, I, I think if he averages 15 a week, that's a big play. And obviously it's a good oh, matchup sure. against Indy. Like, I, I think this is a good matchup to go into Indy and be super competitive. Um, it, but, yeah, I think I think if he averages 15, that's a huge piece for a guy that's just coming into oh, his second sure. year. Obviously a Notre Dame guy, so I'm big on what he has. I own him in a different league. Um, but yeah, I think he has huge upside, especially now that Cam Akers is a Viking. It's yeah. his backfield. It's his to lose. Um, Brock Purdy though, has a very juicy matchup against Arizona. Pacheco has been very interesting to see his usage with CEH. Fryermuth against Houston, DK, Aramon St. Brown on a Thursday night against Green Bay. Henry's got Cincinnati. Stevenson has Dallas. I think there's too many ugly matchups for Jerry yeah. to be ultra competitive. Now, with that being said, though, if Buffalo shows up, I could see Jerry taking this. But I think the the way the, the Miami offense is being run currently, McDaniels has this absolutely to the nines. I'm going to take Armand. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's the running backs for Jerry just are, are scaring me right now. I mean, Stevenson isn't close to what we saw last year. And, I mean, how worried are you about Derrick Henry? Is this I, just I think, early season I, moves, or are we seeing, no, like, the, the decline? I think this is the decline. Kevin shipping him when he did was the best thing in the world. Old QB. The Kevin f- compliment. Yeah, it's very rare. Uh, but Tannehill's not what he is. Yeah. Yes, they have D-Hop, which makes – you have to worry about this. But I'd rather get beat one time by D-Hop going deep. I bet you would with your team. Yeah, but then being beat 15 times in the box would not have an eight there on Derrick Henry. Yeah. Take my chances on Tannehill not throwing a good pass. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's – it's. I'm with you. It's it's the Buffalo-Miami matchup. That is huge. Is this a closer game than we think? I think that game will dictate it. But if it's if Miami keeps rolling, I'm not, it's not this, this train isn't stopping. Yep. The noon time frame on Monday. And the old men are trying to move our tea time up on Monday to be able to see the back half of this game because it's it's truly going to be his matchup of what we have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. All right. Well, let's move on. If, you know, matchup of the week if yeah, we had to have one. Great matchup. It's it's the battle of the Knicks, you know, undefeated team and Mr. Nick Ruth at six now going up against my team at, you know, five and one. Uh, Nick isn't here to you know talk his team up like he usually does. But, Dan, you're going to have the honors to kind of break this down when we look at it. What do you see um, from the outsider perspective from the outside looking in? I yeah. think there's one piece that is potentially starting that I'm not a fan of. One piece of this potentially start. Okay. All right, let's hear it. Not a fan. Okay. And it's it's not a fan that I don't think it's. I think his usage and the fact that Kareem Hunt signed against Baltimore makes me very very nervous. And I think that's truly the difference in what we see as a seven point projection. Yeah. Is the Jerome Ford start? And I mean, it's not on anything like you don't have anything to pivot to. 
but that's the best spot in your lineup that you can say. I, I Brian Robinson against Washington or against Philly is no. not the answer. No, yeah. that is not. Um, but yeah. I think Brandon Ayuk is the one that I'm pit or that I'm in potentially like going yes. back and forth on against uh, Arizona and getting him in. Um, Ford is one I've been debating, and even I mean Sam Laporta I've been debating, but he, I, mean, I like Laporta. I think yes, there. I think Laporta is an absolutely great play. I think he is a big piece in this offense, and the fact that you do have a couple guys going on Thursday night, I don't like short yeah. weeks as we've talked about in years past. Oh yeah, but I think Laporta is an absolutely like if you got to trade T.J. Hawkinson, you got a guy that can fill in for that. Jesus mm-hmm. Daniel, um, the one piece on Nick's roster that I do not like. is the Garrett Wilson start against Kansas City. I'm not a fan of Zach Wilson trying to get him 12 points. I do not, especially against Kansas City. It's not ideal. I think Kelsey feasts, if Debo's healthy, that's a a good play. But he did not practice today. Ribs, knee, not great. And then where does Nick turn to if he does not play? Barkley, probably not going to be the play. Um, well, it's, it's got to be feeling Barkley's going Monday night. So that's, you know, since he Ugly. missed last week, like, can he afford to wait like that long? Like, probably not. No, um, I agree. I think I think feeling becomes the pivot if you can't get Barkley in. And that's the where you hedge your bets on some of these guys. If Debo's out, I think. I think Adam Thielen's the shoe in to uh, be good to go. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and I, I mean, one thing with like Garrett Wilson though, like with when you have like someone that's as talented as that, like even though the quarterback situation stinks, like it's just so tough. Like, can you justify benching him when like all he needs is like one play and he can get you like eleven points? Oh no, you're you're one hundred percent correct. But he's that dynamic, but. You don't trust Zach Wilson farther yeah. than you can throw a fucking dwarf. Like, it's just not possible. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and we both have it. Um, Nick has a few more going in it, but London games. We got an early Sunday. Oh, game. that's right. Yes. Uh, Jags and the Falcons. Jags, Falcons. Yeah. Bijan. Bijan, Lawrence, Ridley. Uh, well, Nick and I will definitely be invested in that game. Oh, uh, yeah. That's. Oh, I forgot about that. We're going to have fucking golf. And fucking football. <laughs> my my son just got a fucking better. And the Ryder Cup. Yes. Oh, my God. What a great I weekend. That's what you meant. Oh, you meant your golf. Gotcha. Oh, no. I meant, yeah. I, so we're playing in the Barry and the Queek this weekend. Saturday is the, we're playing from the tips with the hardest pin positions and the greed roll to the fucking uh-huh. nines. And Sunday is we play from the ladies tees with the easiest pin positions. Um. And we play as a two-man better ball. But, yes, the Ryder Cup this weekend um, starts at 3 a.m., I believe. So it starts in about five hours. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to get to work and turn that on. Yeah. Um, so before I pick, or before you pick, I think I think the matchup decider for this one is probably going to come down to the, the running backs. I mean, I feel like we both have some question marks because – you know, Bijan early for Bijan early, but he's also like we've seen some interesting usage. You know, Josh Jacobs, we haven't seen him be like how he was last year. Yep. You know, Tony Pollard's got you New know, England's always tough. You know, Jamir Jerome Gibbs, Ford, yep. to your point, Jameer Gibbs, like Thursday night. Thursday night yep. 
Ken Walker, you know, going up against the Giants, you know, it's, it's a fun matchup. It's a fun fucking matchup right now. It is, but I, I think those running backs are going to be the ones that decide like this outcome of this game. And um, unfortunately, I think the raw Nick is going to prevail, and I'm going to give Nick Ruth the W this week. I'm going to also pick Mr. Ruth in this matchup, as much as it it pains me to do that. The T-Law in Atlanta, Bijan in Atlanta, and then a couple Thursday night plays on Ruth's roster, I do not like. On my roster. Oh, yeah, sorry, on your roster. My apologies. I, I'll i take Ruth as well. All right. And Nick Leffey will give us his picks offline. He will, but I'm sure he's picking himself. Um, all right, anything else before we wrap up for the weekend? Um, no, I mean, we covered Ryder Cup. We're getting ready to go into baseball playoffs. God bless the Atlanta Braves. Um, it's football's fucking back. It's a, the, the leaves are changing. Life is fucking good right now. Let's just you didn't mention enjoy life. Dame time in Milwaukee, our backyard. Oh yeah. Fucking Damian Lillard coming back. That's or not coming back, but being a part second fiddle to Giannis, um, older guy. So I think he's going to shoot a lot more. I think that, that's a great piece for Deandre Aiden got traded too. I think Phoenix is selling, but Phoenix gave out a fucking lot today. A yeah. lot. Well, I mean, they, sports they are great. Like yeah, fall sports. This is like the peak. Like all, four, like hockey's around the corner. Oh, we got yeah. college football. Obviously, you know all the other stuff you mentioned. But Let's this is the Dame. sweet spot. Well, hey, we, not, oh, not we should have beat Ohio State. That's, I mean, the Green Unis were great, but fuck, that, that was we depressing. Should, it was fucking depressing. Finish us out, dude. On that note. Thanks as always for the four listeners that were here. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Until that point, have a good night, fellas. Bye.